Hey guys, welcome to a new episode of our Premier League podcast. Uh, due to the current uh, situation with coronavirus, everything has got to be recorded uh, through uh, online video chat at the moment. So if the recording's a little bit iffy with the sound at times, really apologise, but this is where we're at at the moment. So we've yeah. got myself, Tony, my brother Andrew and my mate Z on here today. And we're going to be talking about game week nine of the Premier League. So guys... What did we all think on this week? Well, you've got some quite interesting... Like, if you start with Saturday, first of all, four very interesting games, quite surprising. Like, first game starting off, Newcastle at home to Chelsea. Chelsea, I would say, comfortably won that game at a 2-0. A comfortable 2-0. However, uh, the main point I would say from that match is Werner was... Not on the ball. He had plenty no. of chances to make something for the game. Yeah, I think that was the main talking point of that match. Yeah. Was that Timo Werner wasted a lot of chances that, for a man of his class, should have been in the net. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he 100%. made a few very um, risky, terrible passes as well, where he had opportunities to even put the ball in the net or make a better pass because he's wasted a few passes where they literally could have scored. Yeah. Uh, so um, a very poor display from him for most of the match. Uh, obviously, he got an assist you know, at the end. He got he got an assist in the end. So best thing fair he did. Game, but <laughs> yeah. with all the wasted opportunities, I reckon Chelsea would have been up by five. If I I was going to say I think I think that Chelsea could have had five or six in this match if it wasn't yeah, for Werner. And it wasn't even down to great defensive <clears throat> display or the keeper. It was just really really poor passing, poor finishing from Timo. Mm. Um, Wasted chances. I mean, with 14 shots, they've only had three on target. So it, that it, shows. Yeah, it's it's a sad just to look it. at. <laughs> and then, and then straight after this match, it was Aston Villa versus Brighton, which two-one Brighton win. And we've said for weeks that Brighton have been knocking on the door of every opponent they've been against yes. and proving something. But this was not the match I expected them to do it in. This is a great game. No. Villa have one, been. Is, sorry for interrupting. <laughs> up before yeah. I finish. This is the one match where. Oh, actually, we've got all of us got this horribly, horribly wrong. Yeah, <laughs> horribly. We all no, <laughs> we all Practice thought win. Villa or draw, and yeah. the, this was crazy because Villa are Villa going to be that team this season? Yes, they're playing very well against several teams, and this was a match that they thought we thought would do. But against the big teams, they're proving it more than anything. Like they smashed Liverpool a few weeks back. They did Arsenal just before the international break. With what what we've seen from here, because there's no consistency with that in when you look at it like this. Because to go against the current champions. And smash them, and then a few weeks later, going against one of the biggest teams in the Premier League as well, in the in the Premier League era of Arsenal, who have been on a decent form uh, before it. Uh, I'm not saying they're in the best form, but a decent form. It's still Arsenal. Yeah, yeah. You thought that Villa would probably have this one in the bag after going against yeah. those those teams and getting three points out of both of them. So this was a surprise, yeah, but. Well, Good goals. I have to admit, good performance. I think it was a good performance uh, from Brighton. 
Yeah, 100%. Um, it's not as if Villa didn't... I mean, Villa, I think... In all fairness, I think Villa had dominated the match. Yeah. In terms of everything else. I mean, they've out they've outpassed Brighton. They've had more possession, only marginal. Yeah. But I think they were the better team. But Brighton, once again, a surprise to everyone. But the one thing, Brighton needed a win. Yeah, 100% Definitely. they needed That's the this. Thing. You know, this was bound to happen. I just didn't think it would happen this week. Not against that Villa, that stronger Villa team. That yeah. happened, as you said, smashing it. Yeah. Um, so it is a big surprise to me. Well, well done to Brighton. They needed those three points. Uh, yeah. I don't think they were 100% deserved. Because I think yeah. that Villa, uh, Villa were the better team. Yeah. Uh, on on paper, with better chances, better football, but you know, scoreline's what it is. That's that's my opinion. You know, yeah. I think I, I think Brighton got away with murder here. Yeah. Not by hmm. not because of any you know any stupid VAR decisions or some wrongdoing. It, it, just it was wrong it was a pure way. game of football. Yeah, that's the thing. It was a fair game of footy. Um, Brighton just came out victorious. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. Certainly, that match is a big talking point this week, this weekend. And the only thing I find with that game which really lets Brighton down is the lengthy red card, the two yellow cards that he got. Yes. Which yeah, that That's the only thing I think that lets that Brighton performance down is discipline behind it. But you've got to think there is a great goal on there from Danny Welbeck. Yeah. Um, it's his first, it. first, as well first for goal Brighton, for Brighton, it? but it's so calmly taken to actually chip the keeper. It's yes, just yeah. so... But Welbeck in his career has been a good player. He started off at Man United, he went through the ranks and it was only when change of management and he wasn't in favour that he was getting let go. And he went to Arsenal and he did all right there as well. He he won, was it two FA Cups with them? So he's not been a bad player. So overall, I, I think it was a very good performance for Brighton. This one... Uh, where we go to next, Spurs 2, Man City 0. So, this, I think all of us predicted. Um, oh, no, this was half and half. So, me, Ollie and Nathan all predicted a Spurs win here. Uh, but you two and Jamie uh, both went with uh, draws. Uh, yeah, no one one. saw City getting three points though, uh, but Tottenham at the moment they are they're on fire and they had control in the entire in the entirety of this match. The main talking point that you would have is the fact of both goals are realistically Edison mistakes where he's come out, and yes. two the VAR that disallowed the City goal. In my opinion, it's right. It's been rightfully disallowed. It's hit his arm. Shouldn't be allowed. We've been seeing all sorts of handball decisions with VAR going for penalties this season, but we haven't seen a great deal where a handball's happened and the team has scored. Because Chelsea had one a few weeks back, I believe, against West Brom, where they handballed it and they were still able to go on and score the goal. This time, I I think it's been rightfully done and put through, as it should have been. I do believe that this was a very difficult decision to make. Um, I've yeah. watched that handball closely, you know, on high definition. <laughs> and yes, because it got to a point when I was like, right, you need higher definition because this is very marginal. But no, there is contact. Yeah, there is it's very, very minimal. And I think the ref, yes, but I, I think the ref made the right decision here. Yeah. 
to allow uh, to allow the <coughs> disallow, should we say, disallow his goal. Yeah. One yeah. thing, which obviously you can dis. Sorry, go on. <laughs> no, I was going <laughs> to say one thing you can actually say about this game in terms of a Tottenham standpoint. Tottenham actually only had four shots all game, two on target. Yes. City then, uh, had City 22, had five yeah. on target. It's, it's, this it's is where Tottenham have that class in that finishing aspect. They are they get in those positions, but and half the time they are finishing those chances. Under Jose, when he in in the teams he's managed over the years, we've seen it especially when he was at United. In a lot of cases, he focuses so much on getting that team to defend extremely well. Yeah, Sometimes it is a case of a counter-attacking team that he has. And I'm going to say Kane and Son this season are on a different level when it comes to counter-attacking this year. Because they're hands and... <laughs> they're literally... And... Arms, legs, everything above everyone else. Is it 16 goals between them or 16 goals that they've had um, made between each other? I think it's 16 between the two of them so far this season in the Prem. I think someone did a yeah. stat and it was um, 16 for Kane and Son, 9 for Arsenal. Yeah, they, they did a comparison because <laughs> um, Ollie put that in our yeah. group chat. But honestly, Son and Kane this year are just unreal. Um, but I... You know, my best play, my best thing of this match, my favourite thing that is, was that ball from Endembole to get the first goal for Spurs. It was yes, absolutely yeah, ball beautiful in. ball that went through. And obviously, then Son obviously <clears throat> used this yeah. chance that was basically given to him by the keeper because the keeper was way too far. Or maybe the keeper made the wrong decision of getting even further instead of staying on, on goal because he literally got megged twice in this match. Yeah, both goals <laughs> went between his legs. They were they were Second very goal good. As well, let's not you know we're giving Son and Ken a lot of praise. But the Celso. The season, Los Celso's goal was amazing as well. Not just because obviously Kane provided a beautiful pass, but Los Celso <laughs> had was... so much speed down that wing. Well, are you surprised he just come off the it just and, come off the bench? Yeah. It was his first touch just, of the game. It was super soft, <laughs> first touch, yeah, first touch of the game, and I thought he made a massive impact as a sub. You know, to, to obviously give um, Spurs that cushion. Of two goals where you can sort of one nil is not enough, especially when City were knocking on the door constantly. Yeah, um, I think that two nil just yeah done done deal. It, it just uh, wrote it off, didn't it? Fantastic performance from Spurs. Uh, I have to give it to them. As we said on the last podcast, they I reckon they'll be top of the table at, at Christmas. They are what I would say. <laughs> they're playing like champions. They're right now, in my opinion. No matter what, no matter how they play, they are getting results in. And yes, they started the league with a loss uh, against Everton, but ever since then, and the Newcastle match, they've been just on another level. It's been fantastic to see. It's actually been some good football to watch as well. Every match has been somewhat exciting. Obviously, they've they've had a few one nils in that, but they've had the chances through those matches. And obviously, they had the domination against United, which wasn't great for us to watch, but for anyone who was a neutral, they would have been loving that match just because of how they were playing. So you've got to give every every bit of credit to Spurs at the moment this year. Yeah, oh, absolutely but fantastic going... team. They're playing so well. Um, and as I said, Kane and Son are. It's I enjoy watching them play as well. 
their yeah. relationship between the two of them. The whole team, they play attractive football as well. And I know it's mostly, it's the past few weeks, it's been mostly counter-attacking football. Yeah. But when they do it, they do it efficiently and they, they actually make it happen. I mean, fantastic, honestly. Yeah. Do you want to move on to the next one? Or do yeah, you want to yeah. We'll, we'll move to the next one. So it's uh, our favourite of the weekend or what we thought would have been our favourite of the weekend. Man United won West Brom nil. So yeah. with this, we, we all got a point out of this. We all thought United were going to win, but boy, was it a struggle in the end. Like, a penalty won it. After minutes after West Brom being disallowed a penalty, they got it, VAR returned it after the referee went and checked. And I'm going to say I think it's wrongfully been disallowed no, in the end. It's the same challenge in the Villa game earlier in that earlier in the day it's the same exact challenge he gets the ball first yes there is contact but there is contact with the ball first it's the same I'm, challenge there I'm is not no- sure I think we needed to see more angles I've got a feeling he might have gone through his leg before touching the ball and at the, when we were watching the game I was I was in the case of biased Man United fans mode of, no, he got the ball first, it's not a penalty, and then he got overturned, and I was loving it. Um, But when I look back at it, and I've watched it several times since, I'm kind of in the position of thinking, I think West Brom should have had that penalty. Whether they would have scored it is completely irrelevant at this point now. But I think... In all honesty, I think that I agree. That was a penalty to me as well. Yeah. Um, I just um, I was a bit quiet now, just rewatching to just remind myself because I've watched that uh, over and over on the day of the match. But I agree. I thought that was to me that was a penalty. Yeah, Bruno was yeah, very I, I, lucky. I, I, and I'm, I'm, I, listen, I was happy that it didn't happen. Because I'm supposed. <clears> oh yeah, same. <laughs> but I, well, the thing is, I have to be honest. Like this was a penalty. Yeah. Hundred percent to me. Um, I think. Uh, I think you know the VAR and the ref. You know they just made a mistake here. I think that was a hundred percent penalty. Now, when it comes to the penalty against West Brom, once again, hundred percent a penalty. Yeah, I, there's no. In my uh, opinion, there shouldn't no be way. any arguments because it's uh, touched the hand. His arms up. His hands up. I mean, surely I know he's turning his body and everything, but his hand goes up. You can turn your body. Unlike yeah. I always make the point about players running in the box, yeah. where someone passes in, it's hard to run with the arms beside your, you know, body. But this time, you can make that turn without lifting your arm to block where you know your ball is going to go. That yeah. was a deliberate hand to me. Not just like this wasn't just physics. He was deliberately trying to block yeah. the ball. I, so I'm not sure whether it was penalty. fully deliberate. I just think he did do that in terms of his movement. But it definitely is know, arm and yeah. definitely is a penalty. It, it is. So. Um, obviously, obviously really... had to be taken twice. Yeah, that's what I was just about to go on to. How far did that keeper oh, come off his line? So, I know, I know. He I was, flew like, off that line. Shouting. <laughs> I was shouting, I was like, well, surely we're taking this. I was watching the keeper. Both, both legs open. Like, you know, hold on a second, Z, what you've just said then is exactly one of the things that I, I think is awful about this season. Because we saw it very early on in the year, in well, in the in the season of keepers having to re redo penalties because they jumped off, they weren't on the line straight away. We've seen it so early. We didn't think we would see this that often when they made the change. But 
we're actually at a point now when it comes to a penalty, we're watching the keeper more than we're actually watching where the player watching, is yeah, going to... The, the striker is about to obviously score the goal. Yeah, <laughs> and that's... Oh, I hate that because... We're we're watching it in a case of oh is it going to have to be dis- is it going to be disallowed and redone uh, if there's a save because if the keeper leaves his line and it still goes in then it doesn't matter but if he leaves his line and saves or misses then it's a case of it's got to be retaken and I don't know I I just think it's a bad point like I agree with the rule because it gives the keeper an advantage but. Yeah, it, it's sad that we're at a point where, as you've I already think, said, we're looking at the keeper more than we are the player and thinking where he's going to go. I yeah. mean, uh, you can still see both. To be fair, you know the angle we provided is from behind the player's back, so mm. most of the time, or you can still see both. I'm sure you can still pay attention to two, but I see what you mean. You yeah. know, you, you always look for that because obviously, if it doesn't go in or if it's saved, then it gives us a chance to really take it. So it's understandable, but. I know the change of rules is difficult for all of us. I'm sure. Yeah. We'll just need some time to get used to it. But it's altogether, good. I think United still played better. You know. See um, this. I think we're going to disagree here because I, as as much as there was a lack of finishing from United and Martial had re- had a really really good few good couple of chances to get a goal in this match, I generally think we probably didn't deserve the win here. I, and I admitted that straight after the match, it it was. I'm happy for all three it points. Came from a penalty, so and it was, and it wasn't a pretty match, but I feel like West Brom were really unlucky not to come out of something with that. West Brom had better chances that were saved or blocked. I think when it comes to finishing, because I think United several times didn't even get a chance to deliver to shoot the ball towards goal. Hmm. Um, Martial had probably our best chance of the game in open play. Um, where he just yeah. basically put it right in the keeper's feet. Um, but that was it. Uh, and then obviously Rashford as well had a chance that <laughs> didn't quite go what was planned. Yeah. <laughs> what, half a yard away from goal and the keeper sort of, you know, saved that. I, thought, I thought also thought that West Brom's keeper had a good He had a good game. As well. um, he, he but did... I think United had dominated possession again, passing-wise as well. They were more accurate. But in the final third, there was just something that just didn't, you know, something that was needed that United displayed in the Champions League yesterday, which is a side note. Yeah. Um, But yeah, um, three points is three points, you know. It wasn't the best performance, sort of got away with it, I think, because I reckon West Brom had a chance to level this at least. Yeah. Came close to that several times. Definitely. And with that, I think we should go to our next game. So we start with the Sunday and we have Fulham versus Everton. So Everton won 3-2. They scored literally as the game began. Um, All of us predicted an Everton win here, but none of us actually predicted Fulham to get two goals here. I think this is the first time they've done that all season. Yeah. Um, You know, I was watching this. Uh, and I watched it back a couple of times as well, the, the actual game itself. And every time I watch it, I think Fulham were really unlucky with this match. Because the second goal for uh, Calvert-Lewin, I actually think might have been offside. And I think oh, they yeah. used... The, the VAR picture they used, I don't think was the right picture. Because 
I think the ball had already been released at that point and it made it look like he was on. But I've seen it several times over and I generally think Calvert-Lewin might have been offside for that goal. Yes, it's a good goal. Good finish on both occasions from Calvert-Lewin. Uh, both kind of tap-ins and good header from Decore. But to be honest, I feel Fulham were a little bit robbed in this match from a point. Um, obviously, they had the missed penalty and that's what they're down for. <laughs> that, that really let slip. them down again. It reminded, it reminded me a bit of John Terry's slip, to be quite honest. Well, yeah. Itself, but he's just gone into it and his legs just caught, his foot just caught his other foot, he slipped over and it's just gone over with it. But they're just so unlucky with penalties this year. Like, they had the penalty well, the other be- week, which yeah. he decided to try and do something fancy with it in the last minute when you're only one, il- one goal yeah. down. This could have potentially put... This would have put them to... Well, no, because it wouldn't have put them level because it this have, happened before they yeah, got their second yeah, goal. Yeah, this would have put them to 3 2, and the last goal would have put them to 3 3 if it had gone. But I don't, think that, I don't think they would have had that chance for the second goal that they got in the end they if they'd done. had the penalty. Um, maybe they would have gone on to equalise if they got it at that point, possibly, but uh, I don't know. I, I just think it was a bit unlucky for Fulham here. Uh, Everton, in my opinion, did not play that well. I, I think, yeah, I do agree. I, I, I think Fulham were the better team in this match. Uh, and it's, it's something Absolutely that we've been needing 100%. to see. It's something we've been needing to see from Fulham because we've literally been writing them off every single game so far this season. And this this was possibly one of their harder matches so far this season for a while. Uh, and for them yeah. to actually make us believe that they're actually the better team in this one is something to do. Yes, it's straight after international break, but that's still something. Um, I think we should go on to the next one. Sheffield United yeah, nil, West Ham one. The crossbar was not their friend. <laughs> <laughs> the bar was not their friend for Sheffield in this one. There were so many chances where McBurney hit the post. Uh, I think he had a header or a full-on shot. The post just wasn't there for him. Like, any other day, some of those shots may have gone, like, inside the post and in itself. But this one, it was literally just every time, straight, bang on, flat against the post. And it was just going, yep, bouncing off. Yeah. For it. it, it to be fair, this was a match that, in gen, in general, just wasn't a fantastic match. It was. It could have gone either way. The finish yeah, from... Ha- yeah. The finish from Haller is... <laughs> There's a lot of power a, behind it. Keeper got a hand to it, but still went in. I reckon but, keeper as well. I think it was a good performance <clears> from uh, Fabianski. Yeah, the West Ham uh, keeper. Yeah, the West Ham's Fabianski did quite well in this match. Uh, I mean, he's had a few solid weeks in in the Prem. Um, you saved so a penalty the other week. <laughs> Wait, what was I breaking up? Sorry. Uh, no, no. I said he uh, saved the penalty the other week against Fulham, but yeah, yeah. it was uh, an I mean, awful penalty. Okay. To be fair, yeah. <laughs> again, it was. You know, it, it could have, as you said, it could have gone either way. Yeah, he he just didn't. There was no team to me that really just shown that they were going to be the number one in this one and go for the win. Obviously, West Ham did go for it, but there was no. There urgency. was no dom. Yeah, there was no urgency. There was no domination from either team, in my opinion. It was quite a fair match, uh, which I think then actually leads us 
to what was quite an un eventful uneventful or too eventful uh, when it comes to a nil nil draw of Leeds versus Arsenal. So Oh no, that was a very eventful match. <laughs> so Nathan I was the only seen a headbutt this good since <laughs> <laughs> So Nathan was no, the only one there was no headbutt. <laughs> Nathan was the only one out of us to actually predict that he would go to a draw. Everyone else draw, thought yeah. it would have been uh, one way or another, which uh, which I forgot to mention actually. When it came to the last two matches, Fulham and Everton, everyone got uh, an Everton uh, win correct, and everyone but myself went for a West Ham win with Sheffield. Uh, Sheffield versus West Ham. I thought there was going to be a draw there, um, which, uh, as we said, it wasn't that much of a. It could have gone either way. So I, I, I think I chose right with that still. Uh, even though it didn't come out like it. I, do you know what? I thought, honestly thought that uh, Leeds have dominated Arsenal in this match. Yeah, I I said after this match that this is three points dropped for Leeds. Yeah, it is. I, I think Arsenal, I was expecting Arsenal to be the, I think the stronger team in this. Yeah. This... You know, I had them, I had them, I had them up for like 3-0 on mine. Uh, too, so yeah, you said 3-0. I, I could be more wrong. I, I said 2-1 to Arsenal. I thought there was going to be goals here and there wasn't at all. But the, the team that really performed here for me was Leeds. But obviously the whole match was kind of a bit crowded by that red card to Pepe um, that he got uh, for headbutting, as you said. He just got a bit hot-headed. <laughs> wow. <laughs> To be fair, him and... Oh, God, what's the player's name for Leeds? Um, I said it earlier. Um, but he, all the way through the match, they were, like, fighting each other. Alowski? Uh, Alowski. Alowski. Something like that. Uh, but all the way through the match, they were, like, fighting each other. And something was always going to come out from that. And eventually, Pep, Pepe got fed up of it and gave him the tiniest headbutt. And Who was the foul on? Aliansky. Oh, is that how you pronounce it? I, honest, uh, Alioski or Alioski. I generally cannot pronounce it for the life of me. Um, I'm not looking at the same match. Yeah. <laughs> you, you oh, there he is. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah I was looking at the completely. Uh, I was looking at the other side. Yeah, but that was not. It was was not needed. I mean, that, yeah. you know that little. I generally notch. think if it wasn't not for it. I think if it wasn't for it, Arsenal might have had the chance to go on and win that match. Uh, but we, when they went 10 men down, Leeds really started dominating then at that point. Arsenal had a good chance still afterwards, and it was a good save from the Leeds keeper to stop it. But afterwards, it was just Leeds peppering their goal or attempting to pepper their goal, some going high, wide and mighty. But they hit the post two or three times in the last 10 minutes. And... Uh, Patrick Bamford arguably had probably the best... Uh, oh, no, it wasn't Pam, uh, Bamford. It was Rodrigo, wasn't it? I'm so used, I'm so used to it being Bamford for Leeds at the moment. Uh, when it was Rodrigo, it uh, surprises Rodrigo me. Rodrigo almost uh, put that in the top bin. Yeah, yeah that the was a beautiful spinning ball. It was a wow, fantastic ball. Uh, great, great, uh, great shot, honestly. I thought that yeah. was... Leno was lucky to keep a clean sheet in that one. Um, for it to I be think um, another thing is I, I, I have to say Melier, the keeper, 
United keeper redeemed himself to me in this match. Yeah, <laughs> the other week you ruined him. performance <laughs> um, prior to that, you know, uh, against Crystal Palace. Um, so I thought this, this he really made some great saves in this. Yeah, the the uh, one again, the one towards the end of the match after the red card was a really good one because he was like dragging his yeah. body across the floor to make sure he could get yeah. along that. And then obviously he dragged his body across the floor. He sort of slips, but then has this sort of dash of a frog to just get the ball out. So yeah, that was, that was some, good keeping. Before that, made some great saves. That was good keeping. I think there must have been some talks. And as I said to you, as I said to you before, after yeah. that last match when he did terribly, I would. I said it might might be a mistake to bench him. You yeah, know I mean? but quite possibly. See what happens, and I think <clears> this actually helped because he's he's played better in this match. I reckon if you benched him as a punishment for this, then would have been a severe knock on. Worse. Yeah, severe knock on confidence. Um, so we just have to see if he obviously maintains this sort of level of performance um, going forward. Yeah, and then he goes. Yeah, no, no. Sort of goalless draw. Uh, I reckon Leeds were the better team. That red card was just that to, wasn't necessary. Yeah, I think that's all we have to say about that one. Do you want yeah. to move on to uh, the big one? Yeah, so the big Sunday night football match was Liverpool versus Leicester. Now, everyone knows the score: three 0 to Liverpool. But in terms of this, is where our predictions went absolutely wrong. These last three matches. So, we all went with either a Leicester or or draw. There was, we all fought goals, but we all thought it'd either be for Leicester or a draw here. I I myself went for a Leicester 2-1 win here. Uh, You went 3-1-Z and Andrew went with a 2-2 draw. How wrong were we? Three... I know Liverpool have been having their issues with, fit, well, keep, <laughs> keeping players fit after injuries, <sighs> getting new injuries. Yeah. And I think that was our mistake. Our, yeah, that, mistake. We, uh, that mistake is our mistake was, on predictions. We completely on, butchered what our feeling on what Liverpool, Liverpool was. Liverpool are missing a lot of players, yes, 100%. But I think we, we sort of we um, underestimated the strength of their bench. They have the yeah. quality on the bench. And you know that was shown in this match. We forgot the uh, depth, but forgot about James but, Milner. But, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> what I will say though is, what it's on earth were Leicester doing in this game? It was as if they fell asleep, or Brendan Rodgers, because he was an ex-Liverpool manager, said, "I don't care about how we do in this match. Do whatever you like. Lose it if you want." Because that's the impression I got from the Leicester players in this match. They, I didn't feel like they cared enough. Like it's the own goal, own goal. The own goal uh, that Evans had. Oh, a great off, header! Coming oh, straight off the pass. back of his head. Beautiful header. Why Beautiful wasn't? Header. But from a corner, Johnny why Evans. wasn't he? What a header! <laughs> why wasn't he looking at the ball? That hits the the back of his head. I, I'm he really needs, sorry. Have you not seen the fact that he actually heads it into his net? It just hits his head. Yeah, from the back of no, his no, head. No, he moves his head. He moves his head to the yeah, back as if he but, wants to head it away. But I'm confused. because he's got no way of knowing where the ball is going. Terrible defending. Like, um, he literally wanted to head it away, but he headed yeah. straight on the net. I'm that was so striker's, confused. striker's header. I'm so confused of how they were being in this match. Literally, Leicester just... It was as if they just fell asleep, just rolled over and... 
terrible defending. Let Liverpool do started. whatever they wanted. And it was ridiculous. Um, I'm really sorry, Leicester fans, if any of you are listening, but this is possibly your worst game of the season. I, so far, this is Leicester's so weakest display, I think. They were so lucky in this match as well. I mean, just watching now, you know, the multiple shots... Twice for, for me, no, I had one taken off the line. Edge, Michael, some, just like, Jesus Christ, you know. It's, I don't know, just really poorly defended. And obviously Liverpool noticed that from the get-go and used that to their advantage because they constantly pressed on. Yeah. Uh, you know, there will be de- those players were definitely tired after that match. 100%. Uh, just... And obviously the goal system, uh, literally on the line. <laughs> the yeah. goal I think no they've goal. been it's me- been measured to point ten millimeters or something like that. Yeah, that, that that's how much. How is that? It's <laughs> not even a measurement. <laughs> um, but well, to be fair, well played Liverpool here. I I just think it it just showed more than anything that this was a really really bad Leicester performance more than a good Liverpool one. Um, it was good from Liverpool, but. I'm not going to give them all the praise here because I just I generally think, think right. yeah, I generally think Leicester were just extremely poor in this match. Yeah, the thing is, Liverpool. I reckon the way Liverpool played, they would have still won this match. Yeah, 100%. if Leicester had defended better, they would have still. <laughs> had Leicester lost played the match. really well in this match, I think they would have still lost. Uh, they yeah, could have added a couple just... of goals, but they would. Liverpool were just playing that well in that match. They were just going to. When it when they're playing at home at the moment, they just seem to be something different, and they're constantly breaking their record at the moment of how many consecutive home league wins they're getting. And I'm looking forward to seeing whichever team it is takes them off that perch of keeping that record. Um, yeah. You can see it's not going to unbeaten for sixty five home games. Yeah, it, it's going to be interesting to see which team it is. 65. Does it? It's going to be. It's going to be someone we don't expect, I reckon. It could be someone like Brighton or something like that, for all we know. It could even go on till next season, for uh, for, for heaven's sakes. But even even so, it's three points for Liverpool that were fully deserved. And then... Yeah, we, 100%. Then we go to Monday Night Burnley Football. Burnley Crystal Palace. Burnley Crystal yeah, Palace. Now, again, we all went... With a Crystal Palace Burnley, win here. With, with a definite Burnley loss. <laughs> um, <laughs> the only person who went with something different was Jamie, who went with a nil-nil draw. He thought this was going to be boring, and to be fair, he wasn't far off from that, because other than the Burnley goal at the start, this would have been nil-nil. It was quite a dull... Yeah, quite a, quite there was a few good saves from Pope, I will say. Pope had some good saves. and I, Listen, there is a Pope save. <laughs> that I have shown to my girlfriend because with his arms spread out he jumped out like a state diva this is at the end <laughs> isn't it yeah. yeah at the end and it hits his left hand body at it, like he's jumping off a cliff and somehow manages to save it it was just like it looked comical but it made the same yeah it was, I think he got injured from that as well or has taken a bit yes, of a knock from it yes stayed on I think he brought this injury onto himself anyway. Yeah, he, he has a little bit. Because uh, what he did is, he had his arms out, obviously, to protect the goal. But when he was falling to the floor, he never put his arms front. Like, you know what babies learn yeah. when they're little. 
<laughs> but yeah, I thought yeah, apart from the goal, which was a good goal, I think um, it, it was um, sort of you know a dull uh, affair between the two teams yeah. with a few big, decent chance, chances here and there. But big mistake from Palace, uh, letting them have that chance so early on. For, it's a great for, bit of play yeah. for him to get through to it. <laughs> Batshuayi had obviously lack of goals, but Batshuayi had a decent. He worked hard in this match, although didn't provide any goals. I thought Batshuayi did quite well. Mm. You know, I haven't seen him play this well in a while, and I know he hasn't scored and missed. You know, marginal misses here and there, but Batshuayi was really good. Yeah. Well, I've not seen them play this well in ages. I don't think many people have, yeah, to be honest. <laughs> but then, yeah, uh, not played this well in ages. And then we go to the next match straight after, and we have Wolves versus Southampton. So, indeed, <laughs> we all went with this match with several different ways. To win. Look, I went with Southampton. Jamie went with Wolves. Uh, Ollie went with Wolves. Andrew went with Southampton, Nathan went with Southampton, Nathan. and so did you. And then I did. So yeah. quite a fair few mi- mixture of things going on there. Um, but none of us thought this was going to be a draw. We all thought both of these teams are in some form of form where they can nick something. Southampton have been proving that constantly in this season. Um, obviously, we had a quite a... Quite a uh, trying to get words now uh, quite a good win a few weeks ago and then Wolves we've seen time and time again that they can perform at a very high level so this was it's kind of like your clash of the mid, mid-table mid titans isn't it <laughs> as such um, yeah. it, I, I thought it was a good game the scrappy goals. It wasn't. It was an entertaining game uh, yeah. with two scrappy goals. Uh, but I think both teams went for it. They both had a go at it. It was a very dynamic uh, sort of affair between them. Uh, entertaining football. Theo Walcott first goal in yeah fourteen years. years. Yeah, two thousand and six <laughs> was the last time he scored for them. What a and goal drought for him. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was about to say there's been a few um, uh, images going around from. Uh, Southampton fans taking the mix saying oh my god it's his first goal since 2006 why do we keep playing him yeah, <laughs> um, yeah but that's in the Prem he scored goals elsewhere yeah, yeah. well obviously he's been at other clubs hasn't he <laughs> <laughs> but, no it's a good thing the thing is he actually missed he could have had two he missed a very crucial second goal where he was through it was a great ball over to be quite honest for him yes where he just ran onto it and then he he's just put it wide and he, did, yeah. he did that the other week though as well against uh, was it uh, Newcastle he had a chance to have two goals in that match and pulled them both wide so maybe that'll be the story of his season just going a little bit wide uh, but he's got on the score sheet finally for Southampton after so long uh, after his uh, return to his boyhood club will be interesting to see how he does this season because obviously we we all know he's had some great talent uh, over the last few years, uh, especially when he was at Arsenal, we saw him do wonders, and we always kept on wondering when we would start seeing, you know, him having a big name to himself. He's always had a name to to him, but he's never been your. He's never been up there with the greatest Premier League players, has he? Uh, so it'd be nice to see whether he could maybe make himself a really big name in these last few years of his career while he's at Southampton. 
Yeah. So that that isn't the game. Entertaining match. Yeah, one one. It was a fair result, I think, at the end. Um, Wolves goal. To be fair, Neto. just made me laugh. It felt like something that I'd seen on FIFA several times. It did. <laughs> it did, <laughs> just straight off the bar in there, one of their players yeah, is just there tapping in. And in. Then you obviously start shouting at me on someone who's playing with that uh, sweaty. <laughs> um, one of them. One of them ones. <laughs> but, um, I, no, it was it was an unfortunate uh, bounce back, but you know, goals are goal. Um, entertaining yeah. match. Good good weekend of football. Few surprises. Yeah. Few um, wrong decisions from the ref, as we expect in every week now. So, but I think altogether it was a very exciting weekend of football. Yeah, very good weekend of football. Our predictions have gone from this. We didn't. None of us got many points in this match. We averaged about four points each uh, from yeah. the, from last weekend. Andrew's still in the lead. He's got 30 points now. And uh, Jamie's just behind him with 28. And then I'm on 27. Yeah. And then uh, uh, Nathan and Ollie are uh, uh, fourth and fifth with 26. And then you're at the bottom, Z, with 25. There's only five points. Yeah, I was going to say, it's only five points. Like, literally, that is... It's a bit closer than what it was last week. Next week for a week. For we know, come Tuesday, we could be talking about you, you being at the top. Andrew oh, might not get a single point. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, we've got the... Obviously, it's very unpredictable uh, this season, so it's hard. Extremely. It's, and, it's, yeah, it's sometimes, as we've seen this week, we've got four matches really, really wrong. Yeah, uh, really wrong. It's very exciting. I like, I like it when it's not predictable. Yeah. It makes it more entertaining. I'd rather have my expectations but you know subverted yeah and see something that i was already expecting but, yeah, yeah it's, it's always nice to, uh, to see it where we can't expect it so yeah. this weekend we start it off on friday night we've got palace versus newcastle and then we go into saturday and i'm just trying to get the fixtures up uh i can't remember who's actually playing this weekend it's not loading for us it, it is starting off Saturday. You've got Brighton against Liverpool at Brighton. And then Man City are hosting Burnley. And then, very interesting one, Everton are hosting Leeds. Ooh. So that'll be a fun game for Saturday afternoon. And then you're ending the day with West Brom versus Sheffield United. And that could be a bit... That's an interesting <laughs> Saturday for after looking at that. Very interesting for it. Saturday. And then... Sunday, I think these are some very interesting games. The later one, you've got Southampton against Man United. So United are going down to St. Mary's. Um, we've not really had the best of luck down there recent, in recent months, recent years. Um, then you've got a nice London game of Chelsea versus Spurs. Two teams that are in great form itself. So could be interesting indeed. Could be... Goals, could be a solid performance from them, one of the teams. And then ending yeah. the Sunday, Arsenal versus Wolves. Ooh, another another game. That yeah, as I well. said, looking forward to these matches. It'll be very interesting to see how it all pans out. We'll have the predictions up soon and then Yeah. We'll have our predictions. See you next week. Yeah. Have a good one guys. Thanks for listening. Have a good night. <laughs> bye bye. Cheers.